art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. This is Russ and... Hello, this is Zach D. Roberts. Woohoo! And uh, yet, this is uh, this is not a new release well episode, largely because there are no new movies for the seventh <laughs> month in a row. Um, <laughs> but 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 also uh, because we haven't talked watched anything in fucking forever because the election has taken up all of our available bandwidth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we want to talk a little bit first of all. Uh, the, the good folks at Family Video, which is the largest remaining video store chain post-Blockbuster in Hollywood, are doing a hashtag Save the Video Store thing, which is not just about them. It's like it's it's they're basically encouraging people to share their favorite video store memories. Yeah. Uh, and so I figured like we could talk a little bit a little bit about the stuff that's happened since we talked last because I just released a new episode, but we recorded it two and a half months ago. <laughs> um, and it's really great because in the last like two minutes of that episode, I was like, hey, so tomorrow they're going to release this thing on VHS <laughs> that you can get if you're super quick to, to down there to buy it. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, it, that was like two months before we published yeah. the episode. <laughs> and so the last thing I say in the episode is, hey, and everybody go buy Mandy on VHS. You cannot possibly do that now without going to YouTube or uh, eBay and spending a hundred dollars. But um, <clears throat> actually, in my wonder, I'm like, what? oh yeah, I probably was broke. I'm like, I would have totally bought that. <laughs> I actually, I I did do it because I I honestly I I might not have bothered yeah. just because I'm lazy. But uh, the folks at Witter Entertainment have taken note of me lately. Yeah. And so when I tweeted like, oh, I can't wait for this and they responded, I was like, now I have to buy it for sure. <laughs> like I'm actually deeply confused because like so um, there are a couple listings for like one hundred dollars. Um, and then there is one that has like a different. Yeah, there's like three different covers. Yeah, there's one had... like with the, the clamshell case and that's like a hundred bucks. And then there's one that has, it looks like it's still a clamshell case, um, but it has like the basically the movie poster full yeah. around it. And then there's another one that, like, but like the the other one is twenty bucks, and I'm like, nice. uh, it says out of print or whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. vaguely interested in getting this. I think I paid twenty seven. <laughs> no one else bid on this. Yeah. yeah, nice. Uh, there's two available, so nice. Yeah, I. I I hadn't looked in a while, but uh, also, yeah, I I bought the middle one, whatever it was. It was like there were three covers, and it was like one was just the movie poster, and then a two were original art, mm-hmm. and one of them like the 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 premium one, so to speak. Yeah, uh, I didn't actually like the art, and so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll buy the middle of the road one." Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, so first of all, uh, there's been some stuff that happened since we talked last. Last time we talked, it was about Bill and Ted. Yep. There have not been a lot of big movies that have come out since then, although uh, Mulan did, which is aggressively mediocre. Uh, uh, 
I uh, refuse to pay for a movie on a service that I already pay for. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I get that. And also, I, I mean, I look at you have kids. I get it. Uh, it's not even it's not even the kids. It's the fact that I live with um, a number of like feminist women who really were excited about this film. Yeah. Uh, they liked it much less than I did. <laughs> um, they it's funny. I think because I had no expectation, I was not disappointed. Whereas my wife and my sister-in-law were like, fuck everything. Um, but but yeah, so and in any event, uh, <laughs> there has been a handful of things. And actually, I, I will talk a little bit in this episode about a documentary that I watch, which is really good mm-hmm. um, and hauntingly similar to something that I'm doing uh, in, in my life, which we'll also talk about. But uh uh, we do Is have it, a new uh, a documentary. Oh, fucking hell, I can't remember the name of the fuck. God damn it, I had a good joke. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Is it is it a documentary about that Nick Cage film where he drinks himself to death?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Our no, humor it's... is only dark uh, today. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, no the, the the documentary is called Wolfman's Got Nards. Ah. Uh, it is about. Uh, do you remember Monster Squad? Yeah. Yeah, so it's about Monster Squad in the way that it was a box office flop and then became a cult classic, yeah. which is essentially uh, – so here I'll just rip the bandaid off and say this because we, believe it or not, have not had an episode since this happened. Yeah. I'm writing a book. God, <laughs> um, we had yeah. – Yeah, yeah, it's been that long. Um, in – I think it was September 25th was the, uh, the 50th anniversary of Josie and the Pussycats debuting on CBS Saturday morning. And uh, I use that as the like the moment to tell everybody on Twitter, hey, I'm writing a book about the uh, the 2001 Josie and the Pussycats movie. And it's going to be essentially or a book, not a movie. Um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be about it's going to be essentially an oral history. And uh, it's interesting because I've, I've had middling luck getting people to respond to me so far. So the oral history part, it's like I may end up having to just change it and be a a, a more standard book. Um, but it, it tracks essentially the, tr- the trajectory of this movie from being a box office flop to a cult classic. And uh, at a bare minimum, I will be talking to the filmmakers and to Rachel Lee Cook, who plays Josie in the movie, um, and a handful of people involved with the production and a bunch of people who had uh, minor roles in the movie. Uh, I have had difficulty uh, trying to get to uh, uh, Tara Reid and Rosario Dawson to talk about, I, I, I mean, I'm shocked that I've had difficulty getting famous people to talk about a movie that failed 20 years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, so that's the thing that's happening. Uh, I, one of the things I've not yet kind of openly talked about is I'm probably going to be crowdfunding the, the, the print run of the book. Uh, my plan is to self-publish it digitally. And the only reason really I'm self-publishing is because I want to get it out in time for the 20th anniversary of the theatrical release of the film, which is April, 2021. And I am confident I'll have the book done by then. I'm not confident I would be able to find a publisher who could get their shit together by then. True story. And uh, nature of like, I, I, this is the thing that I've actually been thinking about for literally five years. So it's not like I'm coming to it late and saying, Oh shit. Now I've got to knock it out in six months. Yeah. Um, however, I do nature of my day job, I am exclusive to comic book slash CBS Interactive. 
And I had to reach out to HR and basically say, hey, you guys have no interest in this. Please let me publish. <laughs> and uh, and they they looked at it and they were like, hey, you're right. We have no interest in this. <laughs> Which is still anyway. But yeah, we've had this conversation off camera. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so it, it, it took a while. And actually, this is the second book that I've pitched them in two years. And the last one, they dragged their feet so long that somebody else decided to write it. And I kind of put it on the back burner until his book is done because I'm like, okay, well, it's a fucking niche book. It's about the Snyder Cut. I'm not being secretive. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's like, it's a fucking niche thing. There's really no reason for me to try to crowd the market with two books in three months. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, so anyway, yeah, that's a thing. If you enjoy this podcast slash enjoy my rants about how Joe's and the Pussycats is the best movie ever. Join the army. Um, <laughs> I, I, you can follow me on uh, Russ Berlin game on Twitter, or you can go to josiebook.com and sign up for a newsletter. Uh, there has been no newsletter so far. I literally just have a, a sign up thing on josiebook.com. And until I knock out a certain, I have a threshold of interviews for the book where once I pass that threshold and I feel like, okay, I can write the book now. Yeah. Uh, that's when I will be able to provide updates slash potentially start crowdfunding. Um, and when I do do the crowdfunding, it's literally just to pay for uh, getting somebody to do a print run for me because it's going to be self-published and also to pay for transcription of the interviews. Uh, I don't expect this is going to be a big moneymaker. I do kind of think... As long as I break even, this is a thing that exists, and that makes me happy. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that's a that's a, a thing that weirdly – like, again, I, I said this in like late September. And so the, the world at large, at least 17 people who care, have, uh, have known about it since then. And uh, we haven't done a podcast since then, so it's kind of weird. Um, also, uh, less important than Josie and the Pussycats, uh, we elected a new president. <laughs> <laughs> Considerably less, yes. <laughs> uh, certainly, yeah. certainly, Joe Biden will be less critical of corporate power than Josie and the Pussycats. Was. <laughs> yes, but oddly confusing about Donald Trump's stance on it because he has been he has been critical of corporate power, but absolutely loves corporations. So yeah. it's yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you should we really, are, by the way, you should really push for a Donald Trump interview. <laughs> for the book. I mean, actually, it would be it would be vastly interesting if you had. I mean, not that I believe that he would ever have watched no. this film, um, you know, film. Oh, I don't know. It's a film about a bunch of young girls. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, but <laughs> <laughs> uh. considering I know. One of them in the film, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Sarah to be fair, the they're first. all like our age now, so it's yeah. a little bit. No, I know, but in the film, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It is. Uh, it's. It, it's funny because uh, I feel like even though it took me two months to finally do it, announcing this book on uh, Emerald City is kind of a weird full circle moment, because obviously, Emerald City Video uh, is partially a podcast that's about wanting to recapture like the feel of talking with your local video store clerk and hanging out with our buddies at the store. 
But also the original genesis of it was I wanted to talk about how good the Josie and the Pussycats movie is yeah. with people who would listen to me rant. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, I think uh, when episode 200 comes up, Zach, you and I have to do an episode where we look at the family edit. Yeah. Uh, because there was a PG edit of the film uh essentially i think released so that archie comics could say no look we're archie um, <laughs> but uh but yeah. zach was not i mean you joined around episode eight i think yeah. of this show and then basically nobody else has ever come back <laughs> it's just you and me but uh which is ironic considering my other podcast i do uh which is ending tomorrow um, the Around the Lens podcast. Oh, well, it's ending and then reforming. Oh. Uh, we're kind of re- retooling everything. Um, I, I I lasted a year and a half uh, or two years. And then the last year I have not been around because my yeah. my dear co-host, um, unlike you, um, who are we have about the same hours, yeah. um, he moved to uh, South Korea and... Oh. So, yeah, I can only that's... do the show at 9 a.m. And, and when he did that, I was like, Dave, I love you. Uh, <laughs> I, I love, I like doing the show, um, but uh, you know me. Yeah. <laughs> 9 a.m. I just, I'm going to be straight up and honest before, like, we were trying to figure I'm like, well, he's just like, well, well I could do it at five. I'm like, Dave, I'm not going to make you wake up, at, be awake at like 4 a.m., an hour and a half or whatever before yeah, you yeah. need to wake up. Because he's in the military, so he has to wake up at 6.30 because it's yeah. mandatory. Um, I assume, at least. I don't know. I'm not a military person. Um, clearly. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so... Um, and also just traveling and everything like that. Even when he does have, like, the 4 p.m. shows every yeah. single time. It's been, like, I'm sorry. I'm going to physically be in the middle of a fucking protest right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can't... I can't do it. Uh, but yeah, so that 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 actually uh, I don't even know how many years or what episode. I think we're ending on some significant episode uh, just uh, for timely or whatever. Uh, Probably 200 just based on how long you guys have been doing it and the fact that it's weekly. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, it seems like it should be more than that. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was my my uh, my my favorite podcast i listen to knowledge fight about alex yeah. and other things um they're on episode 500 and i'm like well they've only they we've been doing the show longer than they've been around and yeah. i was like oh yeah but they do like three episodes a week yeah. <laughs> never mind every and every episode is like two and a half hours long uh, because uh they take this seriously <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> meanwhile uh it's funny um uh, my favorite podcast right now is uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, which is Donald Faison and Zach Braff doing a Scrubs rewatch. Bleh. Scrubs rewatch podcast. Yeah. Uh, sorry, we uh, we we sat and chatted for forty five minutes before we started recording, and I have tripled my intake of gin since then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so anyway, my favorite podcast at the moment is Fake Doctors, Real Friends, and they have recently gone from twice a week to once a week, and it's like. Oh, now like the like the main thing i want to listen to is 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 cut way back and of course i'm bitching about this as you and i haven't done an episode in two months so yeah (laughs) it's been a long two months (laughs) yeah it's weirdly enough i've appeared on a handful of other people's shows um but only to talk about josie (laughs) um well that's okay then 
Yeah, I talked on. I was on Beer with Geeks, and I was on uh, Wizards, which is a, a podcast about Wizard: The Guide to Comics, which uh, where I did my internship in 1999 and 2000. Yep. And then I was on some third show and i feel like a jerk because i don't know but i i I, actually, I i just remembered that i actually because i picked you up there once and so yeah. i actually was in the I, fucking hell i just remembered that i've actually been i was actually in wizard once which is weird cool. because back then i had a car <laughs> um i, I think, don't remember why like it was yeah it was honestly uh, anyway, it was but. probably just i i, I there there was a parking issue in our old our apartment was the sketchiest fucking place in the world i i remember um, so logan who also used to work in emerald city and i yes. worked, lived at this apartment in in uh rockland county and the thing that i remember the most is that when we were moving in um my mom or aunt one of the two who were both with me when we were moving in yeah uh backed up either their car or maybe the u-haul yeah. into a car that they they didn't see it was in their blind spot sure. and it was like our upstairs neighbor yeah and uh one of the things that we realized quickly is that he was obviously selling drugs out of his apartment um and so we we hit his car and he like came out and just without talking to us in any way shape or form went back in <laughs> and and we were just like oh, okay so yeah. and and so we were going to call the cops and just be like hey we hit a car uh it probably wasn't a thousand dollars worth of damage which in new yeah. york state is what you have to report but like we were going to be safe yeah except i went to call the cops and this was 1999 so i was going to use a payphone and he was parked in front of the payphone and when i got around to the other side of him the side we hit was pristine. Mm -hmm. The other side had clearly had clearly been hit like twelve times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and the thing I remember the most is he drove a Nissan Altima, yeah. and all of the letters on the back of the car were missing except Tim. <laughs> so we never spoke to this guy, but we called him Tim. So that's essentially where we were. And as you can imagine, an apartment like that, uh, we didn't have two reserved spots. <laughs> yeah. Shit, I'm just trying to remember what the, what the movie was. There's a, there's, a, there's a movie where there's um, characters have created a name for one of their neighbors or something like that. And when they finally meet him, you're like, well, Tim, Tim did this or whatever. And like the guy's like, what? My name is whatever. And anyway, that's, I feel like that was a thing in like the 80s and early 90s. Uh, it, I, was I, a, it was a more modern film. I wouldn't be surprised. Definitely not. But um, it was a more modern film, um, which probably was like, again, a callback to a yeah. thing. I, it vaguely feels like a Seth Rogen-esque type film. Yeah, it's going to drive me nuts. Anyway, 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 we're talking about uh, video stores and shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we've done that in a long way of being like, this is what happens um, either both ways. Either you you uh, work at a video store and then this happens to you or you work at a You work at a job and then you lose that job and then you go work at a video store. <laughs> <laughs> and then you do a podcast about working at a video store later on. <laughs> But yeah, so the good folks at uh, at Family Video, which is at this point the largest remaining 
video store franchise. Yeah. Uh, I believe they actually predate Blockbuster. I think they are like the oldest video store franchise as well. But uh, uh, if so, Blockbuster really screwed them because there was a moment in the 80s where their like trademarked slogan was America's Family Video Store. <laughs> but in any event, uh, they they yes, are doing... actually yeah. Uh, Family Video was 1978, and Blockbuster was 85. Or, oh wow! I don't know. Wikipedia, like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Google says we, uh, yeah, and obviously that always depends on what your version of Blockbuster was, whether it was like yeah, the yeah, the high version or, versus the yeah, the corporation. Yeah, uh, I will say I I uh, recently, and by recently I mean less than 24 hours ago watched the last blockbuster finally um which i i won't talk it at length about because i'd like you to watch it and we can talk about it yeah but uh i i did enjoy the heck out of it um if you are one of the as far as i can tell literally 20 people who uh who got the movie on vhs um so here's 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 my beef with you zach <laughs> Yes. Uh, back when I was uh, when we when we started the Patreon for this show and we were going to do some VHS stuff. Yeah. You provided me with a really nice, really fancy VHS player. Yes. You remember this? Yes. Uh, so I think I actually edited my uh, senior video in high school on that one. Is it the it one with the would... dial? Yes. That... Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I fucking love that VHS player. It's yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm I'm joking about having a beef. Um. So here's the thing, <laughs> because it's a very fancy VHS, it has auto tracking. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Taylor Ward and Zeke Camp or uh, the the folks who made the last blockbuster. Yeah. As they the a jokey, clever thing for the VHS release. <laughs> they artifacted the movie. <laughs> they they put in like tracking issues and coming, yes, <laughs> and things that you would have seen on a VHS rental that had been seen by three hundred other people. But because your because your slash now my VHS has has auto tracking, um. The last 20 minutes of this movie are totally fucking unwatchable <laughs> on VHS because it tries to fix a thing that is designed in. <laughs> That's hilarious. It is. Uh, like, and, and I was like, I was watching this last night at like one in the morning and I was sending Taylor DMs like, OK, so I want you to know <laughs> this is what's is happening on my screen right now. <laughs> You know, I mean, that's got to be kind of a problem, too. Like, I would have never in a million years thought of it. But, like, it's kind of, uh, um, like, I would imagine that most VHS players that, like, that <laughs> that one is from the late 90s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and obviously, what did they, when did they stop making them, like, 2008, 2000, I think. 2008, yeah. Um, and, but, like, I have to imagine, but that one was, like, I don't, I'm trying to remember how the fuck I, I got it. I feel like your aunt gave this to you. It must. I mean, it must have been a Christmas present because it must have been like it was a pretty high end one. Then. Yeah, it's a and, VHS HQ. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> high quality. Yes, which is which is great because forty p probably or something. Yeah, no, exactly. no, it wouldn't be p. What am I talking about? It would be definitely be interlaced. Um, yeah, if that was. I don't know what the equivalent video quality would be, <laughs> but yeah. I'm guessing uh, VHS HQ slash HD. The the those you know the VHS plus format was probably essentially equivalent to a low-end DVD. So probably 360 to 480. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, no. Hell, I'm trying to remember. Actually, trying to remember. I'm Because that was like, it was downstairs in the basement, so it was like mm-hmm. mine. It wasn't like the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't like whatever. Like that was the one. And I, like, I definitely had a nicer one. So, so was upstairs. the one time that we had like a party at your house in high school yeah. where it was me and you and CS. Yeah. Uh, this was like what we watched stuff on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, but I still remember I had a, I must have like pulled the one from upstairs, downstairs, uh, to like brought it downstairs when like I realized, oh my God, we just shot this uh, film at the Alpha yeah. uh, that C.S. Muncie and I um, filmed the, to this uh, Blair Witch inspired kind of horror film or whatever for um, Mr. Monteroso's, uh, um, uh class. And um, film, it wasn't film history. That was, or maybe it was film history or whatever. But like, whatever, we pitched our project. It was the final one there. And um, and I literally realized like the night before, I think, I'm like, oh yeah, you have to edit this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, so like literally like late at night, I was like, like the tape, like one record connected to do. Like, I don't know how the hell I did this, like, at 17 years old with no, like I was not like, yeah. I've become a more technologically like not, I'm not, I'm not at all good at technology right now. Technology. Well, no technology is not good with me. Like that's the difference. <laughs> I am actually pretty decent with technology. I can figure out what problems are, but because like I've had all of the problems, um, <laughs> it's kind of like life and a metaphor, but, um, but uh, that's the only reason why I know anything about computers is because everything has gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I still should be a tester for things. I, I can figure out ways to destroy things. Um, but um, I like I literally put a one VHS player on another, connected the two, red, yellow, white you know, cables, everything, and like edited it. So every single edit has a has that glitch. And like I it drives me nuts because I don't I still don't have a copy of that one. Like we have a copy of that hey. other film. Which is anyway. Do you still, uh, what? Do you still have? I I don't have that anymore. I can't. Find you gave it, it to me. Fucking life. Um, I have it because I remember oh, okay. I, I used to have a way to digitize everything, and okay, for some so reason I never did. I will purchase the thing for you to digitize that for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, no, I still have. To, I, I think the tapes in the other room. Um, I uh, I have a VHS like a box of VHS somewhere and it should be over there. Uh, but, uh, but the actual film that, um, um, the, the film that we're talking about, because this now sounds like it's a fucking porno or something. Um, the film that Russ and I are talking about, like in code yeah. is, or not really code, but just not talking about talking about it. It's just a film, a bunch of us with a mini DV camera on the top of a, uh, a, a concrete, 
production site i don't know like yeah, it's basically it's the on the top of a super fun on the top of a super fun site that's yes, the important part yeah, yeah. on a silo that was there we all like climbed this staircase after lighting a bunch of anyway uh doing and, things with high and school i students got too. arrested or no 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 that's not <laughs> detained I, yes i got yeah. detained yes because <laughs> because cs muncie yeah uh, because, well because it, we left a time capsule at cs's urging and yes. They were like, okay, well, you're the first one we found. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were all out of town at that point, I think. So, Well, yeah, because um, you guys were younger than me, so you were all going. He was in Vegas. Um, yeah. I was, um, I assume, at Purchase? Um, and... I don't think you had left yet. It's funny because, like, oh. I, the thing I remember about that is that I told the police, no, no, it was my idea to drop this. Because... You guys, like, it was clear from talking to them that I wasn't going to get, like, actually in trouble. Yeah. But also, if I had said, oh, yeah, we all collectively decided to do this and we all contributed, then <laughs> I would have – you guys would have gotten at least a phone call. Yeah. But it was it was literally, like, two days after we left that suitcase up there that I got called into the cops. And they were like, hey, asshole. <laughs> I thought it was a while afterwards. That's weird. No, it was it was almost immediately. <laughs> wow. That was weird because like we were this is this abandoned cement factory that like we filmed a bunch of stuff we just would go to because it was a it's a fantastic place. Like I wish I had any of the I assume I took photos there because you know I was I was taking photos back then. Um but uh we later found out. But it was one of those places because it was abandoned cement factory again that had like, but like there was just silt everywhere. Very fine, like gray silt. And like we filmed this film and I had, I had a, um, a 96, uh, Cavalier, um, and, and I had a seat cover that was, um, a cow print for some reason. I'm not quite sure why in the back seat. Um, and, uh, I remember after we loaded everyone in the car, after we filmed it, um, and like the next day, like I just threw it out. I threw out the seat cover because it was so covered in that black soot. And I always remember like you, you like you had to blow your nose afterwards and it would came out black. Like after like spending any amount of time at the place, because like right. it would just every step that you would take at the at the like above these, like I don't even know what the things were, but the tur turbines or whatever the uh, I was saying was banded. Um, but like, <laughs> like, uh, if we, uh, like the fact that any of us uh, were all at least in our late thirties for the most, or mid, mid to late thirties, depending on who you're talking to, um, at the time uh, or now, no, back then I'm saying back then, like, no, I no, no, now what I'm saying, what I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying now, okay, but sorry, like yeah. now we are, but like the fact that like, then like the fact that it's been like 23 years and none of us have knock on wood gotten some sort of terrible disease cancer or something like that from that considering again it was a super fun it's a super fun site still to this day uh which is like the like highest level of like, of environmental whatever anyway but yeah this, so that's anyway that's a weird way of talking about the vhs player <laughs> uh <clears throat> But yeah, I'll, uh, once we have a chance for you to watch that film, we could talk about that on the show. The short version is I really like it. It's not it's not without flaws, but that's 
if you're doing a low budget documentary, that's typically yeah. the, the case. Yeah. I will say, um, going all the way back, we started talking about the Josie book because of the Wolfman's Got Nards documentary. And that film really impressed me. Um, I mean, it's not incredible. It's not world-changing, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the documentary is actually made by the the lead in the Monster Squad movie, who is now like a producer slash filmmaker. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> it's basically, in a lot of ways, exactly what I kind of envisioned the Josie book evolving into. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, so we're going to talk about production. We're going to talk about the reception, which is basically, fuck you, this movie's terrible. And then we're going to talk about <clears throat> the evolution from fuck you to cult classic. Yeah. Uh, and that movie actually is available right now if people want to go watch it. And it's a ton of fun. If you are our age and you watched Monster Squad as a kid and you were like, holy shit, like this is a great, like dopey, you know, uh, I think the movies I watched the most when I was like between nine and 13 were yeah. probably uh, temple of doom monster squad and uh, flight of the navigator. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because uh, temple of doom has become, I mean, Indiana Jones as a franchise has become obviously a cultural touchstone. The other two are both kind of very specific to our age group. Yeah. Yeah. And and very specific. I mean, which is weird. I mean, like I wonder because I mean, like Flight of Navigator was like my shit. <laughs> like <laughs> I I watched the fuck out of that. And but the fact that like I'm very curious on how I watched it. Um, I'm trying to remember. Well, I actually. I mean, I guess I I guess I have to know. It's like my aunt. Like my aunt. I, I'm sure I mentioned this before. Like my aunt has had. Um, a, a ridiculously huge, almost like uh, maybe add a, a little bit more, and you could start. She could have started her own rental store, yeah. um, level beta beta tape collection, beta and VHS, but most but mostly beta. And um, and I think I remember her having, which she's given away most of it, oh, like all of it. I think um, that's a different conversation of like <sighs> um, <laughs> considering like. The like Star Wars on beta, like she had all three of them. Oh. Um, but anyway, um, including a I swear to God tape that said "Return a Revenge of the Jedi," um, which is not supposed to exist, um, but uh, because that was the original title of Return. But um, anyway, um, yeah, no, I mean, like I fucking loved flight of uh flight of the navigator but like it is one of those interesting things again like when we whenever we talk about like like the physical nature back in the 80s and 90s um i mean obviously even early 2000s but specifically for our generation um like i was five when this film came out um so there's no fucking way i saw this in theaters um i mean i did see like die hard when i was like when it came out so obviously that's not necessarily (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, but uh, my aunt and I are actually were having a conversation with all the she's like oh you saw this in theaters too and I'm like I saw what in theaters <laughs> like what were you all doing <laughs> she's like well your grandpa bought you to see it I'm like what <laughs> I don't remember this um, but uh, but yeah this it, it obviously must have been on beta uh, but anyway yeah <laughs> 
it's funny because uh and this kind of speaks to the the family video hashtag of it all yeah uh you a lot of your early stuff is from the uh, the beta collection that your aunt had yeah my earliest video uh experiences are from two things first of all uh my dad was a big it's funny because my dad was one of those guys who we never had laser discs but in a lot of other ways he just embraced everything that failed um because it's a metaphor i tell you it's a yeah yeah (laughs) i was writing a book (laughs) anyway sorry we had we had and that's why russ and that's why russ he never embraced you as a child anyway sorry no that was (laughs) a backhand compliment thing see yeah uh, um (laughs) But but yeah, he uh, we had a lot of beta, but also more than that, and I mean, by magnitudes more than that, we had yeah. the CED discs. Do you remember these? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I. The funny thing is that because like when you said he like he never embraced lasers, I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck were those things that like you had yeah. piles yeah. of? Because I mean, like I remember being fascinated by them uh, because again, like especially like when like I think the first time we ever hung out, like. At, at your house, at, at your place, um, yeah. early was it late 90s, early 2000s? I'm trying to remember, it had to be it's like, I mean, because we were friends in high school, like we yeah. were good friends in high school, but like I don't think we hung out that much in high not school, not really until like 98, 99. So, yeah. I mean, the probably fact would have been at West Shore, your ex girlfriend, it was always weird, but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, and, 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 and we were always friendly. It was in a that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, literally, we were friends Hell, because I dated was friendly. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but like, I, I still remember because I like, I remember being surprised at the, the crazy high quality of those ridiculously enormous, I mean. Those things were like if you picture like the size of a record, like a vinyl, and then like how big it is in a package, but then add like half an inch in thickness. Yeah. And like a little bit more around, like that's how big they were. I mean, it's not surprising that they didn't last because just the no. physical also, space. Very much like a record. You had to flip it over halfway through. Yes. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> a lot of like these things were a huge part of my childhood because my dad, yeah. for whatever reason, bought into that format. But um, for a lot of people I've talked to who are our age, the experience they had with these things was mostly at school. Because yeah. apparently this was a thing where schools bought in or maybe RCA just set school stuff thinking yeah. They, yeah. that would help promote the, the, the format. Yeah. Um. What I will say, because uh, uh, we're we're recording this on video, uh, give me give me five seconds. Uh, I don't think I'll ever share the video, but if we do, let me go grab this. Okay. <laughs> that crash you heard was my work laptop. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't realize it was right there in front of me. Hold on. <laughs> <clears throat> So I don't see it right now uh, on my shelf, but I do have a book about RCA and the life of their CED, which is capacitance, capacitance electronic disc mm-hmm. format. 
Um, I have a handful of them over there, including like Raiders of the Lost Ark, Song of the South. Um, this one, a box set of Jesus of Nazareth, which among other things stars, uh, crud, what's her name? Uh, Juliet from the, uh, the Romeo and Juliet from the seventies with Franco Zeffirelli. Oh yeah. Um, Oh well, yeah. It's uh, it's a Zeffirelli film, so that makes sense. Um, But also, she. um, Let me see. (laughs) And Bancroft, Ernest Borgnine. Oh, this is a huge movie. Yeah. um, I mean, I know the film. I just didn't. I'm like Olivia Hussey. Olivia Hussey. Here's a fun thing about Olivia Hussey. Because um, you and I grew up and we watched the Zeffirelli Romeo and Juliet in high school, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Child porn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so the child in question eventually grew up. First of all, she did play uh, uh, Princess, or no, not Princess, fuck. <laughs> um, uh, Mother Teresa in another movie. Yeah. But more interestingly for me and me only. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So her first marriage was to Dean Martin's son, Dean Paul, right? Yeah. Do you know where this is going? Have I told you this? I, I, I vaguely remember it, yeah. Uh, so her, her first marriage was to Dean Paul Martin. Yeah. And uh, they had a child whose name is Alexander Martin. <laughs> Do you know who Alexander Martin is? No. He was less from Du Jour. And Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. Anyway, uh, so for <laughs> if I do share the video, this makes sense. <laughs> but this is a, a CED disc, and you flip it over halfway through the movie, which is yeah. actually part of the reason that it was a doomed format. Yeah. Because it, while you had what essentially was a laser disc, an optical disc for the video, yeah. you had to have a traditional... Uh, record style needle for the audio yeah and so you would get these terrible terrible skips yeah and uh any movie that was longer than essentially an lp could provide for audio yeah had to have multiple discs so in the case of uh jesus of nazareth which uh was also a zeffirelli thing (laughs) movie is Four discs long. <laughs> yeah. This is how this looks. And uh, yeah, so that's a, that's a thing. I believe Not it might have been a the, the realistic cost would have been like long term. Because I mean, like, obviously that never hit the rental market, right? I mean, like, I don't think I, so. I mean, I'm sure there were probably places that released some of it. Because I, I do know there were some things that hit CED that yeah. never made it to VHS because every time you change formats, things don't quite track. Like I remember as a kid having um, CED discs of a, like He-Man, the master of the universe and the Shazam cartoon and crap like yeah. that, where you're just like, yeah, uh, there's nothing remotely like this that exists in the, in the next formats market. Yeah. But I, I, I think you're right in general, the, uh, the rental market happened with VHS. And it's funny because VHS, obviously uh, when it first was available, 
you either had to rent it or you had to pay like a hundred bucks to buy it. And yeah. CED, <laughs> as far as I can tell, was always like a consumer friendly uh, price point. But because it wasn't an especially versatile, uh, uh, no, no pun intended because DVD is versatile. Um, but uh, because it wasn't an essentially versatile uh, format, once VHS became less cost prohibitive, it immediately ate this out of the market. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was I was literally looking. Um, I don't even remember what I was looking up, but I was looking up CED discs. Um, oh, nice. just some films that only went to CED. That's what I was originally looking up. Oh, nice. To, um, unfortunately, it didn't bring me to anything um, useful, but it did bring me to uh, eBay where they're selling um, <laughs> they're selling <laughs> CD discs, and I was actually genuinely surprised that there's a listing for. Um, God damn it. First off, um, uh, super tempting just to buy this because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's bad when it comes to like esoteric stuff where it's like 10 bucks I'll pay for, but 10 bucks and $4 in shipping. I don't know <laughs> if I want to buy the CED, um, version of stripes, <laughs> nice. Nice. especially considering I can never play it. Yeah, but it would make for an interesting whatever. I don't know. Funny enough, my uh, my grandparents do have a CED player. I don't know if it's actually functional or not, but I've thought about just asking them if I can have it, so that I can, if it doesn't work, just buy the replacement parts on eBay. Yeah, no, but I was just surprised because, I mean, usually Star Wars shit. I mean, like everything, but Star Wars Empire Strike Back CED video disc. Um, is only 20 bucks and it actually like, I mean, the one thing with um, as opposed to obviously DVDs or VHS or whatever, like it's a, such a smaller format, but like there is a full movie poster basically on, on this of the fantastic painting. Oh yeah. I, I forget the artist that did the, the work for empire strike strikes back posters. I remember but, like there's a full fucking thing from CBS Fox uh, Empire Strikes Back, yeah. everything a stereo underneath it, and like that's the sort of thing where I'm like, how is that not like a hundred dollars or fifty dollars or whatever? I because... remember as a kid tracing uh, the cover to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, because we had that on CED. Yeah, um, I don't believe we had Temple of Doom. I think that maybe CED died just before that came into video. <laughs> um, they do have the original Breakins. <laughs> Uh, the uh, nice. the dance new not breaking two electric boogaloo but right, uh, that course. inspired that inspired a civil war movement yeah um, but <laughs> that's by the way that's the way I'm going with it is that the movie inspired there are people watch the movie and we're like fuck it we need to start another fucking civil war <laughs> because <laughs> I mean to be fair it's a mostly black movie and if no fandom I I mean to be fair I've actually met a handful of boogaloo boys that are black. But um, I, I I feel like now that after I do interviews, whenever I do interviews with people about uh, the Boogaloo Boys or anything else um, in my my other field of life, I think I may actually be like, well, the story is is that people watch the movie and re and realize that it was <laughs> time to start a goddamn civil war. <laughs> They're like, uh, this is this world, this country is not worth living. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, so when I was a kid, I remember, uh, and this transitions from the CED discs to, to our actual uh, topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember, uh, 
So my dad owned, and this is funny because it's like three things that, that don't exist anymore. My dad owned, or not owned, but operated a uh, like a family-owned video store or a family-owned uh, grocery store yeah. that had a video store inside of it. Yeah. And then at some point, the guy who actually owned the store my dad was running opened his own video store across the street. And I just remember uh, <clears throat> because we had the same owner. Who was also, by the way, my godfather, which it turned out to be a, a whole problem later. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, you know. Uh, but I remember sitting in the back room of my dad's grocery store where they had like just hundreds of cases of beer. Yeah. And like sitting on cases of beer and watching VHS tapes on 13 inch tube TV. Yeah. Uh, that we had like, we would go across the street and rent. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, of course, one of the great things, if, if you're from Syracuse, if you're one of the two people from Syracuse that listens to the show, <laughs> is that uh, the first time my parents ever let me cross the street unsupervised, it wasn't to go to the depot where we could rent tapes. It was to go to uh, another place beyond the depot by about 500 feet, which was Robbie T's Pizza in the M&T Plaza, yeah. <laughs> which uh, Robbie's not there anymore, but Robbie still is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I remember that's that's the earliest memories I have of a video store in kind of any way, shape or form was going to this store owned by quote unquote Uncle Tony. Yeah. And uh renting essentially whatever we wanted because we had to get it back within six hours. <laughs> um <laughs> because we were just like hanging out and watching it across the street. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, okay, so just bring it back before you go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what was your earliest kind of video store? So uh, when I lived in Burton, um, it was a, a, a Burton, New York is a very, very small. It's not a suburban community. It's a rural, but like it had like one, two strip malls. And um, a McDonald's, a Burger King, and a and one relatively small, like suburban esque community, like two bedroom houses, like in a one street roundabout, like sort of thing. It has kind of grown since then, um, but anyway, but like, so it wasn't like. And also it was like within 25 minutes to Syracuse, New York, which is at least a little bit bigger and like whatever. Um, and other like other small town, like large, small cities or suburban, like the sm- suburban towns that surround like mid-sized cities in most of the right, country yeah. um, sort of thing. So like it was never going to it's never going to be any larger than it is. And it, and it, and it was never going to be when I was like when I was nine in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, but we had a, in one of the strip malls across, kind of across the street, like I was too young to, um, it was, it's route 11. So it's a relative, it's a not 50 mile, five mile, or actually no, it's not, it's Bruce. 45 for a lot of it. But I mean, like, it's a, it's a major enough road that like a reasonable parent wouldn't allow, (laughs) allow a child to cross. Mind you, there are, um, but, uh, mind you, there are still, and then there was then, but, whatever um but um 
my like I our elementary uh, elementary school was like literally like diagonal to that. So I'm mean, like I could have walked, but I was driven to school every day. My mom was par- paranoid. Um, but uh, she still watches SBU and things like that to this day. So like she's still in that world where it's like there could be anybody anywhere. Um, and I was like I'm never th- I was never that attractive. Um, but um, I um, but there was a West Coast video, uh, confusingly. In uh, the plaza that was uh, across the road uh, from my uh, that's kind of funny because I never ever set foot in one. Yeah, and it's weird because I've asked around, and I've kind of like I since then because like you're very much understandably in the blockbuster world and the like you collect that stuff and I've like right, like right. I should try to collect some like West Coast video shit, and um, because there was obviously obviously West Coast video did not have anywhere near the number of stores and everything like that as, as blockbuster. So West coast did not, does not have the paraphernalia that kind of exists. And also West coast went away. If I remember correctly, I don't think it made it into the two thousands. Um, and, but it was a very, it was a small store in like a very small strip. Like think about like the size of a subway, like, because I know that there's a subway in there now, uh, in that same strip mall. And amusing um, <laughs> enough, actually, I think the uh, it's actually my dog's uh, veterinary uh, clinic now. <laughs> I just realized that because it's the corner. It was in the I think it was nice. in the corner nice. place in that in that strip mall. But basically, think of like the size of like a normal subway in any kind of suburban place in America, and like that's how big the video store was. Um, but it was packed with uh uh with videos and like spine out sort of thing which was which was fantastic it also had a um the the kind of the like the weird influences like it it actually had like a pretty good um like the way that i think about blockbuster is more of a like it's more of the blockbusters and that, and then kind of anything else was tertiary depending on which blockbuster story went had like a little bit different curated, whatever, but obviously that was all corporate, you know, kind of to an extent run um, the big wall and everything like that. in blockbuster is, you know, whatever the top hundred films basically yeah. are that are out. Um, and, uh, and then kind of everything else from there is the classics and then, you know, kind of the favorites or whatever uh, that would do well. But they had a like a weird selection of stuff and that like obviously beyond my aunt's like I, I think upwards of like a thousand film collection that my aunt had growing up, which obviously, you know, um started my obsession. Didn't scar you at all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well no, I mean started my film obsession, beta and whatever, you know, being able to see that <laughs> especially being able to see beta films, which had a higher quality and I still wish would have survived longer. Um, but it also like that also kind of like actually my aunt's like original like hook onto beta and then moving slowly to VHS as beta kind of faded away also kind of fucked up my head where there was uh it made me an early snob when it came to uh home video because I I don't know what obviously not consciously, I can't imagine consciously at like nine at seven being like, oh, that's a higher quality video than, you know, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I was a snob and (laughs) I was like, I've I've kind of been this in an early age, but like, you know, I mean, like, 
you know, notice, you know, I'm sure like to some level, maybe, maybe subconsciously, I don't know, noticing the difference, but anyway, but, but the West coast video either way was, uh, like, I, I, I love the story because I remember it had a, had a bright red car, relatively plush carpet for like a video for like an actual like store store, um, like red painted walls and like gold accents and things like that. And like a small, a small front desk, a, a small desk where it actually, and it was like super, I just realized I was probably what, four, four and a half feet tall. So <laughs> a super, I was about to say a super high desk. And I'm like, wait, I was probably not. Yeah. <laughs> so it probably seemed really high. <laughs> um, but either way, um, like, but the biggest thing is that they had, and I trying to remember whether Blockbuster ever had this is that they had a free video section which was the free rentals for um, most of it was um, uh, most of it was like, Oh God, kind of government propaganda films about like, Oh, stay in school. Maybe dare videos. Yeah. There was, I don't think blockbuster ever did, but I do know that family video did and still does. Yeah. And so, but the one film that was very confusingly on there and somehow I got to see that at a very early age, um was new jack city for some reason new jack city nice was in the free video section um which holy shit that came out in 91 so i was probably 12 when i saw that film um which i have watched it and it's it's still a pretty good film um mario van pebble uh yeah sorry mario van pebbles um wesley snipes ice t chris rock um judd judd nelson i don't remember judd nelson but judd nelson was like for a while he was like the bad guy in yeah black movies because he was like establishment white dude yeah yeah i mean he he would he would definitely play a great like white guy driving into a black yeah yeah by drugs <laughs> but um but uh either way that's like uh that's holy shit that's pretty wild that i saw the film probably when i was 12 um because yeah. i remember being really really hooked on that film because a it was a free rental and um i could get it and i god only knows why but like probably fucked up my idea on the 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 uh on drug issues for quite a while <laughs> because it was a distinctly <clears throat> Um, I would say it was a distinctly anti-drug film, uh, to some level, um, because it doesn't, it, unlike maybe some films, I don't know. Like I, I'm trying to remember films at the time. I can't remember any, like the late eighties, early nineties was a, like, yeah, no, you could not release a film that was not legalization. Yeah. Really, really aggressively anti-drug. Um, but it was like all about the dangers and stuff like that. I mean, but yeah. obviously, I mean, New Jack City was its own film and like not like, you know, more of a standard film, especially considered it was a, one of the very only films that probably at the time period was made by a black director produced by acted by. I mean, like Judd yeah. Nelson was probably the the white guy, <laughs> the white, the white guy in the film, I think. Um, but like, I must have seen that film like at least half a dozen times um it and... it's really funny to me by the way because i i'm gonna be guesting guesting on an episode of 
the Film Rescue podcast, yeah. which is basically take a terrible movie and here's how you would fix it. Yes. Uh, and without spoiling too much about what I'm talking about or what how I'm going to fix it, uh, yeah. the film that I'm going to be fixing on this show is a movie where Judd Nelson is the bad guy and almost <laughs> everybody else in the cast is black. Um, uh, you'll confuse. It's uh, think think Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shazam? <laughs> no, 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 no. Steel. Uh, the the, the oh, Steel. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, I I won't go go into any deeper than that, other than that to say like yeah. that it very much plays into this same idea of like no, I want to make like. I, I, I would want to make this movie as like a fucking Ryan Coogler movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. um, Side note, he was in a film called Hail Caesar. Nice. Uh, in uh, with is that Tim Robbins? No, it's not Tim Robbins. Um, it was Sam Jackson and Robert Downey Jr. What the nice. fuck? In 1994. Huh. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, just like after the uh, the um, Cohen Cohen Brothers film uh, a decade or so later. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, anyway. <laughs> I, I was confused by that because you. <laughs> sorry, I was just looking at this because, uh, yeah, anyway, he was also in Hiroshima out of the ashes. Anyway, um, <laughs> what the fuck kind of career is this guy had? Uh, he was also in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yes, yes he as, was. As the sheriff. <laughs> Which is one of those sad things that like. Outside of like his obviously his uh you know his eighty films yeah, you know stuff, his yeah, yeah. Breakfast Club Elmo's Fire and that sort of thing uh, like literally um James I Love was the only other film that I could think of <laughs> that he made money yeah yeah it's funny you no know, um, just him in I mean like I'm looking at <laughs> oh. his other films and I'm just like uh, endure um I I, the funniest I have thing seen about, Boondock uh, Saints too but I don't remember him in it me either. <laughs> Uh, the funniest thing about uh, Strike Back is that the role he played um, in the original, in the comic book, because uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, that whole subplot with the monkey is very much drawn from a comic book called Jay and Silent Bob's Chasing Dogma. Yeah, yeah. And if you read that comic book, uh, it's very clear that that part was written just to be Tommy Lee Jones's character from The Fugitive. <laughs> nice. And so uh, it makes sense, but yeah. yeah, yeah, and and they they kind of blended him with uh, Will Ferrell's character because obviously Ferrell's character is desperately incompetent, but also ends up chasing them into the waterfall and all that kind of horse shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, that that we, like we, I, we, I, I we got stuck down a Judd Nelson rabbit hole there. <laughs> <laughs> We've probably been there before. Um, I uh, but other than that, I'm like. Like, I, I just remember the store being, like, the dream, like, movie collection. Just, like, everything was gold in that place. Like, their back yeah. collection. They, they had a small, new, relatively, like, again, because of the physical size of the location. Yeah. They had a small, um, like, new release wall. Um, but, like, their back catalog was just, like, fucking every video was gold. It, like, yeah. again, I remember at, like, 13, whatever that meant. But, like... I was, I mean, like at 13, I, on the scale of a 13 year old film, uh, like move kid that cared about movies. Like I was yeah. a, still within the snobbery world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, that's not saying, you know I mean? Like I, I'm not, 
you know, was it like, uh, I don't know what films in the late early 90s, like 13 year olds would have been like, oh, that's fucking gold. But like, like I could have rented 80 percent of the film like they had a fantastic horror section, yeah. like really great. Like whatever the curation on the on that one was thing. And, and and it's funny because like I always thought that it was the only it was like I, I looked up Reese again, like looking up for paraphernalia and just like yeah. what was West Coast video? Why the fuck was it in Brewerton, New York? <laughs> like it's shit like that. I mean, like, I'm like, what the fuck? Um, because it was West Coast, it was mostly, you know, yeah. uh more base there. And uh like the funny thing is is that I was recently doing uh some work in Pittsburgh. And um, I don't think I ever mentioned it to the guy I've been working for, Mike Elk of Payday Report. Um, and and I was literally dropping him off at a um, uh, dropping him off at uh, a place before I like I basically left town. And right. he's like, "Oh, uh, West Coast Video used to be over there. That's where I always went as a kid." I'm like, huh. "Wait, what?" <laughs> like. <laughs> like, and it was just in some random ass strip mall, just like whatever. But like, I guess it was a, I guess it was a thing. Nice. <laughs> he's a, he's like five years younger than me, but so like it would have made a little bit of sense. But yeah. Aside from the ones that I used to go to regularly, which again were basically just Blockbuster or the Depot. Mm-hmm. Um, which when I was a kid, I remember uh, my first experience with a video store was, as I said, my dad actually like used to have a little counter at the Jamesville supermarket where he had like, I don't know if I had to guess probably maybe 20 movies. Yeah. Um, and, and the video store across the street was essentially born out of that. Yeah. But I just remember being kid and there was at least two different, uh, I think one was VHS and one was beta, uh, copies of the transformers original animated series where it was like, you'd, get the tape and it would have like four episodes or whatever on it. Yeah. And I don't know that I ever actually watched that show on TV until after the movie came out in, you know, years later. Um, But I do know, like, I remember like the, the episodes that were on those couple of VHSs that they rented, I can remember very, very distinctly. Whereas other episodes of that show, if I ever did watch them, I couldn't tell you a thing about them. Yeah. Um, I will say, yeah, go ahead. uh, I I checked on eBay and there is a like a cooler, like a little, you know, like you would put a six pack in cooler. Yeah. uh, For only like 10 bucks or something. That's West Coast video branded on eBay. (laughs) I have no idea whether it's actually vintage or whether it's just vintage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) On the other hand, it's so esoteric that. (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) Well, it's funny. I've 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 recently encountered a bunch of random shit for my video store collection yeah. where you're just like, "Okay, so clearly uh th- there's there's no value to this other than if you're me." Yeah. Uh if you uh again, if I decide to to release the video, which I probably won't cuz I look like a crazy person right now. <laughs> but uh you can look right here where my finger is and see that the the little nook where my coffee maker is, is marked <laughs> community favorites. Yeah. Uh, that's a sign from an old blockbuster store. Yeah. Uh, similarly, my, uh, my office door has the employees only thing from a blockbuster. 
uh, <laughs> on it. And you bought a stack of signs at the uh, family video the last time we I were did, there, too. Yes. So. And that's actually, uh, you, it's a giant shit show over in this corner, but you can see uh, there's a, a sign from family video there. <laughs> and there's more over here, uh, over the window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, this this the office is kind of a disaster right now. But yeah, I, I, I my whole and I'm I'm kind of thinking that at some point uh, when I move this office down to the basement as like background depth of field for when I do videos, I may just build myself a couple of uh, shelves that look like old yeah. blockbuster shelves. <laughs> Buy one of those ones from Family Video when it closed in mm -hmm. in upstate New York, but I yeah. couldn't get back there with a car that would carry it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> my sadly, my uh, my Kia didn't. Uh, didn't yeah, fit. yeah. I, I I honestly would have like I actually would, especially considering they they were just say basically yeah saying, they were giving them away. Um, they were like uh, basically just come with a screwdriver and <laughs> like you can take them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I one thousand percent planned to do that, and then something I can't remember what came up, and I was like, okay, so I'm not going to be able to convince my wife to like dedicate the car to me for four <laughs> <Right>. hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, like uh, I have another, I have another room on the other side of here that's like basically a storage thing, and I'm just like trying to figure out the height whether it would work because yeah. like I, I live in a attic area, and I, as you can see, like again, if you're watching, <laughs> if there's a video release, if like I, you can kind I of still, bother. Well, anyway, yeah. like we've done, I think video releases before. It's the same place yeah. I'm always in, but like, oh my god. Sorry, I was scrolling <laughs> through. Like West Coast Video comes up with like a lot of weird, weird stuff. But there yeah. is a vintage 1980s West Coast video store uniform. Yes. Satin, satin jacket, jacket and yes. a hat chain. <gasps> it's it like 700 bucks, right? <laughs> $650. If I was a wealthy man, I would click buy now. Exactly. exactly. Because like I, I remember this jacket. Like I remember yeah. this jacket. It's not like... Like there's a handful of other West Coast video things on there. Like obviously somebody just made a T-shirt, which I yeah, yeah. have saved the link now. <laughs> I've added to my yeah, watch yeah. list just because I'm like I eventually I I look terrible in bright red, yeah. uh, but like it is one of those as, as most busy. people do. <laughs> yeah. Although I do have a blockbuster T-shirt in bright red that's uh it's specifically like a fuck you to uh, Netflix, which didn't didn't age especially well. <laughs> But it was essentially for the 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 stuff that was blockbuster exclusive for the first three weeks. Yeah, um, it's like we've got it first, uh, <laughs> and there's a, like a, a big number one finger on the front of the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, actually, a thing I will say, and again, uh, this doesn't help anybody who didn't already support it on Kickstarter, but the VHS copy for the last blockbuster. Um, yes. because before it was a blockbuster, that store was called Pacific Video. Yeah. And, uh, basically they were pressured into becoming a blockbuster because, uh, blockbuster came in and was like, Hey, if you don't become a franchise, we'll just open up a store elsewhere in town and screw you forever. Oh, yeah. um, blockbuster. That's why yeah. everyone loves blockbuster. Exactly. <laughs> um, but so one of the great things about the presentation on this, um, the the tape itself says like uh be kind rewind and all this other yeah. huh 
that's kind of funny. oh the, yeah it's just I, I, like i didn't expect it to stop halfway through no There's no a, you, well, uh, a high you fidelity just, movie store released video pen nice. <laughs> just turn up the video january nice. 16th <laughs> um but yeah so this thing has like a, a be kind rewind sticker yeah. on it and all this kind of shit but the, the the thing that is the most interesting to me is the there is a pacific video barcode um so that uh essentially the idea here is if you had gone to the store back before it was a blockbuster yeah when they rebranded they would have just like said fuck it and put a clamshell on it that said blockbuster but the barcode still would have been the same from 10 years before yeah, yeah. <laughs> well changing the whole barcode system is expensive and things like exactly that, so, yeah um <laughs> but yeah uh it's funny because obviously uh, we've talked a lot about the earliest memories. I think the last really kind of interesting memories I have from a video store of any kind, um, right around the same time that Emerald City closed down, you and I were living in New York. Yeah. And I remember I was doing like some part-time job. It wasn't even the Lower East Side. It was like below the Lower East Side. I'm like, yeah. you know. Um, but I remember walking around, there was this part of town, and I cannot for the life of me remember where it was, but there was a Johnny Rockets down there, um, and like a junk store that was like uh, jewelry and like radio control toys and shit. Um, and there was a Blockbuster right down there, I think it was off Broadway. Yeah. And I just remember very, like I can in my head picture walking around inside of that store, and it was like right before the bankruptcy happened. Yeah. And it was just one of those weird things. Like, obviously, we lived when we lived together. Uh, we lived two doors down from Kim's, which is this kind of iconic East Village uh, video store. Yeah, like, it was so fucking good. I mean, we uh, like we haven't like which is weird. Like, we haven't we've been doing this for so long, and yeah, we haven't talked about chimneys. No, but we haven't talked about well, chimneys. Well, we talked about yet. chimneys a little bit. Uh, certainly, I talked more about it when Ava was on an episode. Who? Well, Ava I mean, had, I, I, yeah. in this episode in particular, like, oh. um, like because I mean, like, obviously, West Coast Video was my first experience. Like, uh, yeah. like I gen, like I would not be the film person that I am today. I would have not gone. I probably would not have gone to film school, uh, for the year that I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, if it wasn't for chimneys, if it wasn't for uh, Rose at chimneys yeah. too, allowing me to do things. Uh, but, um, um, <laughs> paying the number of fucking late fees I had, I did for CS, but anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> um, no, I mean, no, but I mean like, what, I mean, what are, what are the things that like, I mean, like before we get into anything out, before we get into New York city and before anything else, Kim's especially, but like, like one of the things that like I miss about, um, especially indie video stores <coughs> because Blockbuster, unless you were an employee there, there was no like wiggle room or anything like that with a lot of things. But like, I remember with Kim's, like a video would come out, uh, or not Kim's, uh, chimneys, which was, um, we've talked about this before. Basically it was Emerald city video before Emerald city video. Um, basically because they Emerald city ACV ended up buying like what, 12,000 tapes or something like that. Yeah. Or like, it was like a crazy amount of the collection that, uh, um, and then like a third of it burned because you remember that <sighs> store that existed for like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Which we've never mentioned on the show before. It, yeah. it, it fucking boggles my mind. <laughs> Like, yeah, we're always suspicious. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> my uh, my understanding, and I can say this now because I don't remember for the life of me who was accused of it. Uh, I know a lot of people in town were like, oh, did you do that for the insurance money? That, that as far as I can tell, never happened. What happened is that somebody was smoking pot and, uh, yeah, like, left a roach somewhere. Yeah. And because uh, that's why our insurance company never paid out. <laughs> um, uh, there was evidence that it was a, uh, a fire created by somebody's cigarette or a, or a roach. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder who that might be. <laughs> probably wouldn't have gotten fired for it uh, but anyway um also may have done other things when the new video store came along in the back room um <laughs> anyway um but uh <laughs> i don't know why we're being suspicious about it it's not like anything matters anymore um <laughs> but uh but anyway but like but no but chimney's video store was in the Chimneys Plaza, which is weirdly still named Chimneys Plaza. Um, <laughs> well, because apparently Chimneys, even though there were multiple locations at one point, was just named after the fact that that plaza had many chimneys, like chimneys in it. Yeah, yeah. even though there's yeah. no, like, fire places no, or something like that? No, no. It's um, just an aesthetic, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, in fact, what is it now? Like a massage place? Or it was like a chiropractic? Not chiropractic. It was a chiropractic and also, uh, like, our, our store... Um, which was slightly larger, I think, than chimneys, uh, yeah. because we it was like chimneys plus a, th a thing that we bought out and knocked down a wall. Um, is like a, uh, I think you're right. I think it's like a chiropractor or something. But the other half of it is uh, my wife's kickboxing dojo. Oh, oh, that's what it is now. <laughs> yeah. I just, the last time I actually physically went there, it was like physical therapy or something like that. Yeah, that's um, around the side where the, uh, okay, okay, where the old Emerald City, like the main doors yeah. were. Yeah. And then you had that weird like side entrance because like, again, we bought two spots yeah. and blew it up. Yeah. Uh, that weird side entrance, which I think used to be the entrance to chimneys, um, is the one that's the kickboxing dojo. And then the mm -hmm. one around the side is like Northeast A&E something, yeah. something. It's like a, you know. Yeah. But but this I mean, like but this video place, like even though it wasn't like obviously not as massive as, uh, as Ken's video was. Yeah. I mean, probably on par with, um, physical size, uh, at least on par with like the larger blockbusters and that sort of thing, yeah. maybe, maybe larger than that. Um, because it was, it wasn't like a square, like it yeah, was a little bit exactly. weird. Should, like I had like a two steps up and whatever, but, um, but like it had, Oh, like I wish, like it had um, numerous yeah, videos. There were were always like, what's that? I wish there were photos. I know. Like it's funny. I have a handful of pictures from Emerald City, none of which are all that good in terms of showing up the store. I it's it's one of the things as a photographer and as even as a person who like yeah, did yeah. photography in high school, and so like I don't know why I didn't just like take photos like of things. Yeah. Like I was never that type of photographer that was like, oh, I always have a camera with me and I take yeah, photos I'm here. Yeah. Like I did it for school and whatever. But like it it kills me because like I just I mean, like I'm sure that like newspapers like and one of the problems is, is that we went from Syracuse went from a two newspaper town to a one newspaper town. And now basically yeah. a it publishes four days a week and is basically an online thing. So like. Yeah. I suppose if I wanted to pay like a bunch of money, I probably could get people to archive, figure out, find, look through the archive or something like that. 
But like, um, if they, I assume they probably did stories about chimneys at some point or another, but like nothing that interesting. Like we didn't, we photojournalism never really was like weirdly again in Syracuse University, uh, Syracuse area, which has like a award winning photojournalism school. But anyway, um, uh, like has never been like a huge thing, uh, yeah. for our newspapers. Like we, we have good photographers, but not like, you know, like, but anyway, but, um, but like chimneys was like, um, yeah, I mean, again, like it would be like ten years later. Like I like moved out when I went to SUNY Purchase and was like, oh, you should go to if you want to like check out videos or whatever. Like you need yeah. to go to Kim's video in Manhattan and take a fucking train into Manhattan. Like which is what the students at that school would do, which is you jump on the jump on the uh, MTA um, and take a train, <laughs> take a twelve dollar train uh, yeah. round. I think it was round trip. <laughs> I probably round trip down to Kim's video, rent some movies, come back and then like do it again a week later or whatever the rental time period was. Yeah. Um and and watch them, but it was uh um like Chimney's video for central New York, like upstate New York, a rural rural city area kind of whatever was like a wild place that should in no way shape and form should have ever existed. No, yeah. Um their collection was their new release wall was on par with blockbuster or anybody else but their their back collection and like if you remember if you're a long time listener to our our podcast the five for five for five that we used to do um came from uh, i mean evolved through ecv but it came really came from it was a, a chimneys thing yeah and like that's like I remember like again like we weren't like super close friends then in high school but like CS CS and I there was two years that like summers um like each of us had jobs like CS worked at the movie theater so occasionally we'd get in for free there but they also had at the movie theater then at Regal they had five dollar um summer movies like before five or something it was like even it wasn't even matt i remember because that's how i saw uh phantom menace yeah i mean like i i stole that day cs and i saw every single film that came out i think in 1998 um because of that um it was either like he got in for free and i paid five bucks um or or it was just like five bucks. It was five bucks for both of us or whatever. I probably right. paid for him. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> still to this day, he's always perpetually broke. <laughs> um, but um, even though he has a better job than either I know, of us, he's always <laughs> like, yeah, what else? Job, whatever. Like jobs. Whatever. It's yes. Um, but um, but like like that same that same summer, like if we weren't at the movie theater, we rented five for five. And I think we probably did two of those a week and we'd watch probably two or three films a night. And I probably, which is one of the reasons like when I was before I went to film school, like I think it was like, uh, like late junior, early senior year in high school. I did like, I had a Leonard Malton book and I'm like, one day I'm just like, well, how many of these films have I seen? I had seen, it was a film. It was like one of those like film, like remember those like mass market paperback and it was like four inches thick or whatever. I had seen like half of the book, half of the movies in that, in that book. It was something like 16,000 films or whatever at like 19. It's funny. I don't think I have any of the Malton ones left, but I do have a couple that are the blockbuster uh, annual guides. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I gotta get uh I gotta get whatever the latest movie hound book is just for like whatever I know. I keep thinking that but they're super expensive, believe it or not. They're like crazy expensive. Yeah, but one of the things I wanna do is I wanna go through that and do that again because I mean like one of the things, especially like in quarantine, is that I wanna go through and just like what are the films that I should have seen that somehow haven't gone through it? Like my aunt. Like I live, I live in my aunt's house right now, like, and because like work and everything like that or whatever, but like, she like perpetually has, if she's not MSNBC, it's Turner, Turner classic movie or whatever. And so like watches a ton of stuff. I usually only catch like half of it. It sometimes is good. Sometimes it's terrible. Sometimes it's super fucking racist (laughs) because it's a night, a film from the 1940s and you're like, (laughs) You know, there are black people in the distant <laughs> society that aren't basically servants, <laughs> like, but which really bothers her. That's I crazy it. She's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> like, I get it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, it's allowed. It's okay for a black person in a film to just not be a person that just opens a door or something like that. There's, there's food. Um, I probably should stop trolling her about it. Um, but, um, but like, it is one of those things where I'm just like, I have the time now. Like yeah. I, like I can sit down and watch a movie that's not, and I just find myself watching fucking garbage because it's on, it's on streaming or whatever. And I'm like, you know, Netflix is not producing anything. Amazon, you know, I mean, like now that the boys is, you know, the boys yeah, is over yeah. and, you know, whatever is over. So it's just like, I should really do that. I mean, I also should probably watch one of the, I think, 30 films that I ended up buying from Village Video. Yeah. <laughs> from, <laughs> from Family Video, which I have not. Oh, I know. A single one I, ironically, uh, I think I think you might have seen this on Instagram. I bought, you know, those 10 or whatever we bought that day. And uh, I got home, and two of them were locked still. Yeah, you mentioned. And I haven't had a chance to go back there because you know they closed. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, which not everywhere, just to be clear, they closed in our in our. Yeah, yeah. State. But uh, uh, I like I tweeted at them, or I not tweeted at them. I mentioned it on Instagram, and they were like, "I'm sure we could figure out something to to blah blah blah." And I was just like, actually, like the nerd, like comic book or not comic book video store geek in me yeah. is like, fuck it. Like, I, I now I own one that's locked. <laughs> um, I paid two fifty for these. Who gives a shit? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I'm like worst Muppets case scenario, most wanted. <laughs> I can get a box cutter. And like, if I really want to watch this film. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but yeah. But anyway, but like, I, 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 I like, ch- I mean, like, I think for both of us, like chimneys, like, like it's unfortunate, like when that went away, that was like a defining, like one of those like kind of landmark moments in my, in my life. And like, because, um, and I didn't mention this yet, but like, again, they had this five for five thing. So like you could literally go through any of their back catalog and like the difference between like most video stores that even like blockbuster or whatever, their back catalog was like new release back catalog. That's it. And like, that was one of the big things that there was not like, like, yeah, some films that, like, did really well and, like, they kept on the new release wall for a while, whatever. It stayed there a little bit longer than most. But, like, they're be- like a new release film would come out, you know, three months, six months. I forget what they're, like, kind of, like, general. I don't – they didn't have, like, a defining line. But, yeah. like, oh, it faded off. It went into the back catalog and it was there. You could do five for five for five. And, like, the idea of running five films for five fucking dollars, even in the 90s, which the minimum wage – which again, like you know, yeah. I mean, you think about it now, and like the minimum wage 
was 515 in the mid 90s and like now the minimum wage in new york is ten dollars try renting five films for fucking ten dollars yeah anywhere on amazon and anything like that whatever like the equivalent thing like so like as a like a broke obviously broke like high school student nerd you know whatever movie nerd like i could i watched probably 500 films in one year for like fucking nothing you know i mean like for a hundred dollars I mean, like, I couldn't do that now, and it's digital. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I mean, like, obviously, I could do that on Netflix, I suppose, and Amazon. And technically, if I just watch films in in a, in two months, and it would cost me twenty dollars or whatever. Right. But yeah. like, it's wild to think about how cheap that was, and but I mean, like, the biggest thing is that like once, you know, obviously, like I returned my films on time. I was always I was a good renter. I was over, especially <laughs> because like, well, no, I like you go there enough and like you build a rapport. I mean, that's again, one of the things with video stores is you build a rapport with people that actually work there Yeah, and like, and they see what you rent or whatever. And so like when we talk about, we always talk about, I mean, this is this kind of the idea of this podcast, I think is, and then we've talked about this a billion times is the idea of the, like the importance of video stores is he had some level of not only curation, but recommendation. Yeah. Like I had customers, I worked at Blockbuster for an ECV, well, ECV for a very short time. Yeah. Well, uh, and also, I mean, the not to interrupt, but yeah, like yeah. the the curation that you get isn't just like what you get from an algorithm, which is like, hey, you watched Clerks, you yeah. should probably also watch Clerks too. Yeah. Um, or uh, like, oh, you watched a heist film, so you would like yeah. you watched Ocean's Eleven, so you would like this really shitty. And they're like, no, 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 you watch this film because you like Brad watching a Brad Pitt film. Like, yeah. I mean, like, and like, there's a multi-layered, there's the Venn diagram of watching a film and what you actually liked about it. That yeah. like, it surprises me because I mean, like, I've had Netflix for, I've had Netflix since it existed, like. Yeah. I, I was uh early adopter with the uh with the DVD yeah, um, exactly, recommendation yeah. thing and then once it became streaming and I actually had uh internet that could support that I had that and I I think maybe there's been a handful of months that I was not a subscriber but I basically probably given them over a thousand dollars at this point yeah um, at least um and if not way actually probably like two thousand dollars at this point oh my god um <laughs> but i was well, just thinking about like i could have bought how many dvds with two thousand dollars yeah but anyway um but um like and still to this day like i go on and i'm like my recommendations are you don't know who i am <laughs> like yeah. how is this possible and but like i know that i could go to um chimneys and go to rose who is the uh, man? She must have been manager, general manager, I think yeah, she was, and who I had lengthy conversations with, and we chatted about movies, we chatted about whatever else. Like, yeah. um, I would at the time, I definitely would have like considered her a friend. Um, yeah. Um, and she was the older, older woman, so like it would, you know, I mean, like, older. But, she's probably younger than we are now. <laughs> I know it's it's hard to think. I mean, like I vaguely yeah. remember being older <laughs> when you're 16 years old. Older is like she was probably in her early thirties. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, exactly. But either way, she was like, she was knowledgeable. She knew things or whatever. Like yeah. she wasn't just like, you know, like, like I worked at Barnes and Noble and we had a general manager who used to work at BJ's and he was a yeah. man. He didn't know a goddamn thing about books. 
Yeah, but, exactly. Like, I knew more about books as a 19-year-old than he did. But, like, anyway, but she was a person. But, like, she would, you know, <laughs> I don't know why I'm like, I don't know if I should say this. I'm like, it's been 30 years <laughs> and, like, 25 years. She would, you know, like, I'd be like, hey, so what's coming out? And she's like, you know, give me a look. And be like, okay, I'll let you have it. And, like, give me a, a film that came, came out the or day before. <laughs> so like the number of films we saw like two days early yeah before i was supposed to see them before the tuesday or was it tuesday or friday release uh i don't remember back then i think tuesday but i'm i'm it's still, i could be wrong still tuesday yeah i'm just trying to remember because i'm like obviously book industry is tuesday um, yeah yeah is tuesday and i was just trying to remember whether tuesday was even back then Standard, uh, yeah yeah but um which is a whole different thing that I'm like very curious about why Tuesday is a thing. Um, <laughs> that's an article for us. Yeah. Right. Uh, but um, I, uh, but she would like, let me rent things. And she's like, you can't tell anybody whatever. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. Um, and like, so I'd be able to get to see things like at least, a, at least a day early. Cause I mean, sometimes yeah. they get things on Sunday, you know, if it's not like the big release, whatever. And I would very rarely be that all interested in like, Oh, I get to see, I don't know, whatever the equivalent of Transformers was in the yeah in the 90s. Um, like I was usually I'm like, I already saw that in theaters. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> but uh, but like that was one of those things that like, I mean, like obviously there's no other than being, you know, working for a entertainment website where you get to have access to those sort of things. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, but uh, that was like the early equivalent of that. And like it's it's wild that like you know i'm like never had that again i mean like even when i worked at blockbuster I didn't even have that i don't know i don't know did you have that like were you ever able to take anything home at ecb i mean i know ecb was usually like we buy the things at bj's i mean e ecb was a little different like uh when i was when i was managing the store yeah. and i was like the one who was basically intaking stuff because yeah we bought a lot of stuff at, D at bj's but that was uh it was a weird situation because we had a a distributor who would provide us with a lot of stuff at a, a uniform ostensibly discounted price point. And certainly it was less than retail, but it was not less than you could get into BJ's. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we had like the nature of a and B and C tier movies. We had to buy a certain number of these mm. different kinds of movies in order to even get the deals or, or to get the movies or to get, to continue yeah. having a contract. So you couldn't just be like, okay, fuck you. All this stuff is going to be at BJ's for two bucks less. We're not going to buy from you. No, you still have to buy like six copies of Sin yeah. City from the distributor so yeah. that that way we could then go and buy the other 25 at BJ's for two bucks less. Um, yeah. And so we would often get things in it. We would get it like the Friday before sometimes, or depending on when we picked it up, it could be up to the Monday before. But so we, I, I did see a bunch of stuff relatively early, but it was most of the time it was just kind of like we would go that Monday morning and it'd be like, no, everybody else who works at any kind of retailer has this already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, like you said, a lot of stuff we would get from BJ's because it was just so much fucking cheaper than um, actually going and getting uh and then actually getting something from our distributor yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> which I also, I mean, it's like, which is a side thing. Like, I still remember buying DVDs at BJ's, which when, like, uh, if anyone remembers physical media, buying buying CDs from, like, uh, Tower Records or, yeah. like, or any, like, physical location, like, I remember BJ specifically had them, like, in our area. But, yeah. like, it was, like, the 12 or 14 inches long plastic thing. Oh, Whatever God, the yeah. fuck it was. <laughs> I forgot about that, It was yeah. just, like... Like I remember at least one time from BJ's, I bought a bought a CD from them, got it home somehow without it being removed, yeah. and being like, "What the fuck?" And like, literally, that CD was hacked. Like, I ended oh, up yeah. getting the CD out without it getting destroyed, but the case was completely wrecked. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> This is like always one of those. I'm like, do you have the receipt? Because if we can't, we can't go back to the place unless you have the yeah, receipt. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, they'll be like, well, you walked out. Never mind. How the fuck would you walk out of the store with? I'm sure that people obviously did, but like, yeah. <laughs> like I still they make it really fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that probably like Soundgarden or something like that probably still has. Actually. Do they? I'm trying to remember the last time. We'll, I don't know. We'll have to go back there at some point and figure that out. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I. It's funny. You're you're right. I remember chimneys came to me relatively later, only because I moved to, like this area. Yeah. When I was a when I was fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. And so, like I said before, that it was like, the depot or Reds or just you know Blockbuster slash Video King. Uh, Video King was a big one when I was a kid because yeah. uh, they had lo- like they they basically looked at what Blockbuster was doing and basically Blockbuster would go to every place that was a rich area. And right. Video King was like, OK, so we're going to instead of going to Syracuse and Clay, we're going to go to like fucking Liverpool and Cicero and like yeah. the places where nobody has money, but they still need to like rent something because you don't want to pay to buy it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, which is, is kind of in a lot of ways, it's funny because a lot of the, I don't know if it's the same places that were, uh, were video King and now our home, our family video, but certainly mm-hmm. it feels to me like the places that family video existed before they finally said, okay, fuck it and left were, uh, basically where you would have gone for, uh, yeah. for a fam for a, a video King style store. Yeah. Um, all right, we've been kind of rambling about nothing for about an hour and 40 minutes, and I feel yeah. like I should at some point go to bed. Uh, so any final <laughs> thoughts before we uh, we wrap up on this, and then we can come back later in the week with a real uh, talking about a movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, it's it, I feel like, obviously, like, this is a topic that we talk about a lot. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and we really just, we wanted to make sure we, like, were part of yeah. this whole hashtag save the video store thing that they're doing right now uh because it's it's it is i mean uh, all like anecdotes and silliness aside like there's value to that like i do think that so i mean like the 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 one the one thing that i like definitely want to outside of like you know at some point we should like delve into like kim's a little bit more and maybe have try to figure out like actually how to do uh uh, an episode on kim's because like um it was you know like i mean I, the village voice has written articles about i mean like yeah. things like that i mean like it's it was it's a whole thing 
Um, but we should try um, to see if we can get Youngman Kim. Um, yeah, on the show maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was actually like, as we're like kind of chatting and looking at a Village Voice article about the video collection went to Italy or something. Like, it has a that. weird like. Yeah, I'll send you, I'll, I'll send you that article. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there was but, another place too that was like uh, around the corner from us that was like mostly a record store, but like when Kim's went out, they just desperately started filling up with videos. Um, and I cannot for the fucking life of me remember where what it was called. Well, on St. Mark's? No, not on St. Mark's. It was like on 4th or something that was like six blocks away. But it was very much like, okay, well, Kim's is not doing this anymore. Well, so. Kim's, uh, the main Kim's uh, shut down and then... Um, like once it shut down, um, it uh, there was a smaller Kim's. Yeah, the state till like twenty fifteen or something. Yeah, or first or first, I think it was first or whatever. Anyway, uh, there's an article you can Google it. Uh, the strange, the strange fate of Kim's video on uh, the Village Voice, um, which I will always support the Village Voice because speaking of things that went away before its time was the Village yeah, Voice. Right? Um, I would probably still be living in New York City if the Village Voice existed, because then at least I'd have some place to work for. Um, but um, I also I didn't realize that it was technically called Mondo Kim's, and I want to know if it's related to Mondo, like the the website that does like custom movie po- or the the high profile like art movie posters and shit. Oh yeah, I don't know, um, but um, but um, shit. What was the other thing I was going to think of? Sorry. What was I mentioning? You were talking about the Village Voice. and uh, No, before the article that. They did, well, they were talking about the article they did on Kim's, uh, the the strange fate of Kim's. Or... Oh, shit. There was something else. I remember <laughs> what it was. Oh, no. <laughs> I believe uh, No, there was definitely something completely different. Oh, no, no. That's what it was. Um, so, I mean, like, you know, I mean, like the, the one big thing we always talked about, I mean, like, I think we did a big, um, I'm trying to remember how long ago it was, but we did an episode about kind of like the state of streaming. Um, and, um, but, and, and so like, I apologize if I, if you listen to that episode and I tell us, talk about the same thing again. Um, honestly, nobody's listening at this point. (laughs) Positive thinking, Russ. Um, (laughs) but, uh, uh, positive podcast thinking. Um, but I mean, like the, the, like, um, what, like what change, you know I mean? Like, cause I mean, obviously streaming or whatever, but I mean, like when I lived in Alaska, um, like, uh, it's changed thankfully, as far as I can tell since then, uh, it's been like six years since I lived there. Um, yeah. but I mean like beyond the whole like idea of like Alaska was uh, per gig, um, when yeah. I lived there, which was like, I paid, I paid like a hundred dollars a month for fucking internet just so yeah. I could yeah. basically watch internet. Even, even then, like I peaked out at some points yeah. um, because it was like, Oh, you want to watch a season of like, whatever, like, holy shit. yeah, I remember you telling me you at one point, cause they, they would, you had it on like a, uh, on an invoice where they would tell yeah. you stuff. And I just remember you telling me at one point, like, Oh yeah, I watched a season of the Sopranos and that was my month. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was just like it was insane. And especially considering I worked um I was doing like video work where like I would any ha- have any given time like have to upload. And so like upload and download was like one thing. Anyway, yeah. but like but I mean like beyond even beyond that, like I still remember 
um, this fantastic, like I went down to, um, it was a small, I mean, Homer, Alaska is a very small town. It's a yeah. Alaskan fill, uh, fishing village. Um, that Do they like, have anybody famous who came from there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shannon Moore, um, actually. But, yeah. <laughs> my friend Shannon Moore. No, Jewel. Um, Jewel <laughs> actually used to live there. Um, and uh, her family, she... I guess that like the funny thing is I've never actually been able to actually catch this show, but I guess there's a show where Jewel's family um, pretends to live in the rural outback of Alaska. Um, and uh, um, that, that's kind of amazing, <laughs> but it's actually like, I guess they live like 10 miles outside of, they like, like lived like 10 miles outside of Homer, which mind right. you, Homer is five four and a half hours from Anchorage, Alaska, which is the right. largest city in the state in the state of Alaska, which is like, so I mean, like on the scale of things, like I say that I live in rural, rural America, but like, yeah, yeah. like I, I drive five hours and I'm in New York city. Like right. if, if like, if Jewel's family drives five hours, they're in Anchorage, which is <laughs> like the equivalent of Syracuse. Um, not even uh, Syracuse. I think Syracuse is smaller, but like whatever. Like yeah, it's basically kind of that equivalent. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, but um, I'm trying. Fuck, I'm trying to remember what the town name was. But like, I was just drive, kind of driving around or whatever, and uh, we stopped in this uh, fantastic place that that Shannon uh, Shannon Moore. Um, she has a radio. By the way, she has a podcast on uh, the Raw Story now, um, which nice. is fantastic. Um, and, um, but, uh, uh, the raw story.com, um, and raw story.com raw story.com anyway. Um, but, um, we were driving around, I think we we're literally like trying to get catch a roar or something like that. I don't remember why we were driving around, but we went to this place and like, it was one of those, one of those small, super, super small town rural places that only exist in like Montana, Idaho, Utah, yeah. that sort of places like rural areas around there where, you it's a uh post office it's oh, a yeah, yeah. convenience store um and also like and also kind of like a meeting place or whatever excuse me as well um but like this one like i remember walking in and like it's fantastic like the food we had we we got like a bite to eat i think it was like breakfast or something it yeah. was absolutely fantastic like they had the post office like right there people were walking in and out all the time <clears throat> and but they had like one rack of videos yeah I um, and it was a bis- and, and they were vhs for the most yeah, part yeah there was some v- uh, dvd but it was a mix but it was mostly vhs this was uh um i think it was two, uh 2013 yeah uh, so not like way in the past you know sort of thing um but um i mean but one of the things is that like this was that was a video and it was like this weird selection they had a handful of um <laughs> which would be like on the very far end of quote unquote new release for yeah. most video stores. But most of it was like, Oh my God, maybe like, uh, like the, the last, whatever the last John Grish, like time to kill or something like that. Yeah. Like it was like a weirdly, sol- it was a, it was a good, I, I don't know about great, but like it was a solid, you know, uh, TBS, um, nightly yeah. movie on a good night sort of sort of film for the most part 
Um, but it was it was kind of wild to see that. And it was just like and like I sat there and like we had food and like two people rented films while while <laughs> we were there. And so it was like it was like, oh, OK, like and it was it, and it's interesting to think about that when you think about like why physical media, not only why physical media still exists, but also right. like the fact that these probably these little video places probably exist throughout the country. And yeah. I'm trying to remember like what, um, you know, I mean like one of the other things that I, like, I always think about like whenever, like I, cause I travel a lot and go on the highway is that there's always these huge DVD bins, um, yeah. wherever like at pilot, you know, pilot gas stations and things like that. And it's always yeah. like, Oh yeah. Truckers like stop and they have their like, and they still sell DVD player, like DVD, yeah. you know, like little video players or whatever. And it's like, and it's like one of those, you know, it's just always an interesting thing because I mean, like as a person who's usually in one way, shape and form, if oh, there's a hotel or it's a whatever yeah, connected yeah. to connect it to the internet or be able to like download a bunch of films ahead of time. The fact that like physical video um, and like, this this you know i mean like it's because of the weird because of the weird level of capitalism whatever capitalism yeah. that we have like we're not able to have i mean like i think we still have a system that could very much support uh video rental but you know because of i don't know the weird capitalism that we have like i mean well what am i talking about we still do have a video rental system it's called Redbox, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, but because of the movie industry, like I don't, I'm, I'd be, I'm wondering how how well Redbox is doing right now because um, it's yeah, like I both it could be doing really well, but it also means that like there's no new movies, like because I stop and look at Redbox uh, every like once a week whenever I'm at a Wegmans or whatever has one of them, yeah, and like I'm like oh, oh yikes, I, not only do I not recognize half of these films yeah <laughs> and like i get you know i get press releases about a lot of this yeah. stuff <laughs> you know <laughs> like and i know you know i know most actors that are working today like at yeah. least recognize their names and i'm like i don't recognize any of these people yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know whatever the film may be great or whatever and like you know i don't know maybe this week like because i'm in a some half level of quarantine because i i've traveled to florida and other places yeah, yeah. maybe i'll like say fuck it and you know go to a red box at a convenience store and uh because i don't have to like go inside a building or whatever yeah, you know, yeah. i don't want to break quarantine if cuomo's listening um and uh um and rent some of these like you know films but <laughs> which might be an interesting episode upon itself but yeah anyway i'm ranting now so yeah, go ahead we should do that though absolutely because yeah. <laughs> um, that seems like fun mm -hmm. um yeah we should try to make when while you're in quarantine we should try to do a handful of episodes where we talk yeah. about the the state of video in a more coherent way than we've done tonight and then also <laughs> uh like just a handful of the like the shit that's out there now because between Redbox and just this stuff that you and i constantly get that's like Okay, this was made for four grand. And yeah, I miss I miss doing those episodes because I like yeah. I get a lot of those. We need to we need to delve back into those because yeah, um, I, yeah. I I get a lot of those, and uh, obviously I get all the same things you get, and yeah. I'm like, oh, this actually, this actually looks kind of decent, and I'm like, wait, is this me like being like just desperate for new cinema? <laughs> like, <laughs> Because it's like, you know, it's just funny because like the man, uh, Mandalorian, like I, I'm like 
the first season I was like, oh, okay, this is this a is thing. a thing. Yeah. Like I, I like Star Wars enough that I will buy into most of it. Like right. I am not I am in no way, shape, and form a devotee other than like I will defend the fuck out of the new films. Yeah. 40% because I love them, 60% because it pisses off people. Because yeah. <laughs> Star Wars is like my troll thing that I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, but I'm like, return, I'm sorry. Like, you know, um, you know, the newer films are better than the old ones. Uh, fuck you. Like, they are. Um, but um, they're certainly better than the prequels. This, this new yeah. movement that's saying that they're better than the prequels is like, uh, I, I the, don't trust these people. The, it's funny, but, the, the prequel thing, and I, and I get it on one hand because it's like, okay, so you're the guys who were seven when those movies came out, and you're allowed to be excited about that because whoever. Yeah. But yeah, it, I mean, it is. You know what, actually, I mean, that's actually a really good point. Like, um, that actually makes sense because, I mean, like, one thing that, like, I'm wondering because the prequels were always ironically. Yeah, a favorite like on Reddit places like there's yeah. prequel memes and there's a there's a whole kind of like cult not not cult but you know what I mean like fan favorite cult sort of thing around that around those but like only recently in the last two years have I like really seen the like no they're better and I'm like yeah yeah they're not good films no the acting is terrible the writing is atrocious the graphics even for the time are not great the integration no. of the graphics and that sort of thing. Cause they like, I mean, uh, Lucas reached too far. The yeah. graphics are great for the time period, but the integration of the humans yeah. and whatever, and like, whatever we should actually, we fucking hell. We should actually do a, a prequel thing. Yeah. I mean, if, if nothing else, one of the things that's really interesting to me is that, uh, and again, I, I'm not enough of a star Wars fan to have known this before recently. Somebody talked with me about it. Uh, you talk to a lot of people and they're like, you know what actually works in Phantom Menace is the fucking pod racing scene. Like, even though there's no reason for it to be there, like the scene itself is great. Okay. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah. Uh, and then I found out that's one of the only things in the entire prequel trilogy that was done uh, with models. Yeah. And so I'm like, I mean, Oh, so <laughs> the one thing that really worked in that whole yeah. first movie is something you did the way you would have done it in 1977. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, and that's the funny thing is because like, for some reason, other the star Wars films have been on, like I've been in hotels for the last like yeah, yeah. Eight, eight to 10 days. And so like your TV watching is limited. And I also forgot yeah. my iPad. So like, I can't like watch much more. Um, and uh, like, you know, cause I'm usually working on my laptop yeah, exactly. and watching yeah. something. Um, but, uh, like, so I've been actually like been watching, like, um, the, uh, original trilogy has been on, um, been on God only knows what network, but it's been on and, and like, like, I turn it on for a little while and I'm like, like it still like, especially like when you watch something like, cause you know, most hotel rooms, like you're watching the TVs, like yeah. right here, your desk is right here. Like three feet from your face or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's usually like a 40 inch or bigger TV or whatever. And it's just like, Oh, okay. Like it's still, it still works. Right. And then like, I've watched, I mean, like I've tried to watch the prequels, um, at any given moments, it's just on TV and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it doesn't stand up. I mean, like no. not even talking about like Jar Jar Binks and, 
yeah, and yeah. other issues with that and you know the the senate and whatever bullshit yeah. um like the bad story or whatever but like just the graphics and just like what yeah. they try to do and you're like it doesn't it doesn't look like that human and it's just like and i get it like it and it's and it's perfectly fine like it doesn't work it's like but like this this like weird because i mean like we talk about you know obviously we talk about you know, and we deal with our in our fan base mm-hmm. um it, is the fact that like there was a devotion and like a weird <laughs> i'm trying to like figure out like a word for like prequel gate or something like that like gamer gate slash like the very angry people oh, who yeah. are, are within that world that like love gamer gate or love uh the prequels and like just devote their time if you mention if i tweet right now that i i love um one of the new films i will right. bet you that my feed like after that just oh, becomes like yeah. no it's garbage and i'm not even i'm not even an entertainment like in that world yeah like, yeah like i'll i'll obviously dip my toe into it because of you know you and my work with comic book and other yeah. places but like it's always weird that like anytime like like especially when um oh my god i can't even remember the name of the film um the standalone film um uh rogue one rogue which is, I think, the I will stand by as the best Star Wars film ever made. Um, like I, I devote anytime Rogue is mentioned, like I will fucking you know go after. Uh, I will yeah, mention yeah. that. And <laughs> like, holy shit! Like, and I and, and it's just one of those films that like it. You're not. It's it's separate from the from the the trilogy and separate from the prequels. Yeah. And like so, like to me, it's not even necessarily in the Star Wars like world because it doesn't involve a it doesn't involve yes a a skywalker yeah and and like still like people are like no this is much better this is terrible because i don't know what like there are people of color in it or something i don't know what but but dare god forbid i say that (laughs) jar jar banks is the best all right uh uh on that note, any final thoughts? Because uh, I, I I need to sleep. <laughs> no, I want Jar Jar Binks is the best to be my last thought on this podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we're we're going to be back, like I said, a few times this week. So we could talk about this subject in a little bit more uh, granular detail. We wanted to make sure we did an episode because, like, holy shit, it's been three months. <laughs> um, Sorry. I said Jar Jar the Binks is the best, and my dog got off the bed and got in into his bed and looked at me indignantly. <laughs> He's like, I'm not sleeping. <laughs> You're not even old enough to know who Jar Jar Binks is. Don't judge me. <laughs> okay. Here's a biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <coughs> you had me. Corona. Um, anyway. Thanks everybody for listening to us rant about literally everything um uh, the topic yeah pretty much you can find us a lot about the topic topic. no we did we did uh you can find us at ecv underscore podcast on twitter or the emerald city video podcast on instagram and facebook uh also we would like you to do us a favor and uh make sure to rewind your videos so uh be back here by noon on the fifth day for more from ecv and we will uh we will talk to you probably before that because we're we're clever that way So have a good night.